Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the music podcast where we take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. And suddenly I see a fantastic episode in front of me because on the turntable this week, we've got Tiger Suit by Katie Tunstall. Katie Tunstall. First outing for Katie. Yes, a Scottish lady on the podcast with us this week. Yes. We've had a few Scottish ladies before, haven't we? We've had uh, churches. We've had garbage. Super Gran. Super Gran? Did you never watch that as a kid? No, maybe a bit before your time. Yeah, probably. Like, uh, Tis Was. Oh, t- no, that was way before my time even, oh. actually. Thank you, Dan. Sorry for breathing. Uh, but no, it's great to be talking about Katie Tunstall for the first time this week. And Dan, are you a fan? I am a big fan of Katie Tunstall's. I, from the first album, I was mad on that. I remember that was about the time when I was running the family pub, the family business back home in Nottinghamshire. And that album, we had a six disc CD changer, as was the fashion back then. And that CD was rarely out of that. I played it to death. And can, what were the other CDs that were rarely out of the uh, CD player? Oh, it was like now decades. And um, oh, I think there's one actually called The Greatest Pub Jukebox in the World. But we didn't have a jukebox, so we just had that CD. That's a bit, uh, bit meta, isn't it? Yeah. Don't think about it that way. It was all fake, really. It's a bit like EastEnders. The beer wasn't even beer. Oh, wait. oh it was just uh, apple juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a big fight every Christmas. Oh, lovely. Well, that still happens now, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I told you my sister was actually my mum, didn't I? Oh, that's nice. Isn't it? So, Katie Tunstall, and we are talking this week about her third album, Tiger Suit, which turns 10 this week. Oh, a decade. Uh, hopefully, she's not been wearing a tiger suit for the last decade. And when I imagine a tiger suit, I imagine one of those onesies. Oh, yeah. Uh, with the hood that yeah. looks like a tiger. I did have one of those. Did you? Uh, just for fancy dress. I wore it to best of all one year. Not that long ago, actually. Last year. <laughs> you do like your fancy dress, don't you? I love fancy dress. And I think Kate Sunstall is the kind of person that likes fancy dress. She likes a bit of fun. And that's one of the things... That I really like about Katie as an artist. I love her songwriting. I love her singing. But if you go and see her live, it's the same kind of thing with Adele. You get a bit of a stand-up show as well as some great music because she's hilarious. She she knows how to tell a story, a great anecdote. And I just, even thinking about, she released a single earlier this year, didn't she, Will? Wash Your Hands. We featured it on our self-isolation specials. No, I can't remember it, actually, Dan. You What? Well... If we're lucky... And if your hands are mucky... Remember it now? Oh, yes. Uh, important message there. Yeah. 
So you forgot about the song. Have you been remembering to wash your hands in general? Yes, because I've got a thing on my watch now that when I get home, it tells me to wash my hands. Oh. Uh, and when, it, uh, when I start washing my hands, it tells me to keep going. Oh, lovely. Mm, a bit disappointed you need that reminder, but that's... No, 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 I didn't say I needed it. Just said oh, it was there. sorry for breathing. So, Will, what has your relationship been like with Katie Sunstall? Well, we dated briefly, but... Uh, I, I meant as an admirer of oh, music, sorry, Will. Sorry. Um, I have to say, I'm probably not as big a fan as you are. Obviously, I always remember things like uh, Suddenly I See and Push That Knot Away and Black Horse with a Cherry Tree. No, and the Cherry Tree, not a Black Horse with the Cherry Tree. No, you're tree. thinking of a Black Gatto with a cherry on top, aren't you? Oh, Black Forest Gatto. Black- Black Forest Gatto. Another memory from... Growing up, isn't it? Yeah. Can you even get them anymore? I'm sure you can. Actually, you've got an Iceland just around the corner, haven't you? Yes. I'm not going to go now if that's what you're insinuating. So anyone who listens to this podcast will know that, generally speaking, electronic music, electronic and pop music is your thing. And part of the reason why I chose this album or suggested this album, because this is one that I've brought to the table, is because there are a lot more electronic influences on here. Uh, I remember reading an interview at the time where Kate said she was influenced by Hot Chip and LCD Sound System to create this record. So hopefully, Will, you're going to find a few things along the way, a few album tracks maybe as well, that you quite like. Well, let's hope so, Dan. So for the uninitiated, Katie Tunstall, the Scottish singer-songwriter, uh, she's been around, she's been with us since around sort of 2004, 2005. Uh, she's had a number of albums um, well, six albums to be precise. Uh, and as you just said, as when we were talking about hand washing, she's still around with us now. Uh, so, and we're talking about Tiger Suit today, which is her third studio album. It was released, as you say, 10 years ago uh, in September 2010. Uh, and as you say, Dan, I think it's the most track by trackable of her releases so far. Hmm. I'd agree. Should we get stuck in? Yes, let's do it. Will, I'll let you introduce this one. <laughs> so, so <laughs> just limbering up listeners uh, so side one track one is Umanak Song Dan, I wasn't expecting that. It's I like I like. It's clear from the off that this is a different sound for Katie. As you said before, this was album three. Album one was packed full of those hits, quite acoustic indie rock kind of sounds. Two wasn't too far removed from that. And then this, we've got a lot of samples, a lot of electronics, um, a lot of loops. And and not to say that Katie doesn't use loops in general because. I remember the first time I saw her, I think it was on um, Jules Holland. It was just her and a guitar and she did the whole loop pedal, you know, building the sounds up herself, which she does a lot. Um, in fact, I saw her at the Barbican a few years ago expecting a whole band show and it was just her. And I have to say, I wasn't disappointed at all because the, what she can do on her own is fantastic. 
Uh, but yeah, Will, what did you think to it? Yeah, I really like it. I loved in particular the synth loop on the chorus. Um, synth loop on a chorus, listen to me, oh, eh? You've been doing your night classes, your B-Tech and music. <laughs> yeah. The GNVQs. Um, no, I really like that because I think it builds up and you've got the guitar and the beat coming through and then it builds up to the chorus. And then that's when you really think, this is going to be something different. This is going to be something I might actually like. Oh, no offence to anyone. No, no, I'm sure there's none taken. Katie would like nothing if not honesty. Uh, and Dan, who's on the produce for this album? Because it's for a very different album. I'm sure she worked with somebody different. Quite right, Will. So this one was produced by Jim Abyss. Uh, Jim has worked with Arctic Monkeys, with Kasabian. He's also worked with Adele. Uh, and this was the first time that Katie had worked with him previously. And the previous album, actually, she worked with Steve Osborne, who I think we've talked about with his work with B-52s and New Order uh, and Aha as well, maybe. So that, yeah, that very different sound there. She also recorded the album in Berlin, which is where some of the likes of David Bowie and U2 have produced some of their most experimental work as well. So I think that combination of producer, Oh, Pet Shop Boys as well. Like, oh, of course, Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. Have you been, I don't know if you've asked this, but have you been to Berlin? You ask me this every time you mention Berlin and I always say no, I'd love to go. Sorry, so that, I didn't mean to this, snap back. You snapped before I press record and you're snapping drawing. Is everything okay? Fine. It, everything's fine. Well, it doesn't sound it. Uh, also, uh, his electronic credentials uh, are further bolstered when you see Ladytron in ah. the mix. A great group. We've not featured on Track by Track yet. Yet. Are they on the long list? Uh, do you know what? I'm not sure, but I might just add them onto the bottom if just to be sure. Also worth pointing out, Umanak, Umanak, sorry, mm. which I assume is, uh, I'm going on your word on how that's pronounced. It's a town in Greenland uh, with a population of just 1,407, but that does make it the eighth largest town in Greenland. And uh, Katie's visited herself, hence the inspiration, hence the song. Have you been to Greenland, Will? No, I haven't been to Greenland. Have I asked you that before? No, no, no. don't snap back. <laughs> It's nothing worse than retaliation. <laughs> You're the most re- retaliative. Retaliatory. Yeah, person I know. Thank you very much. <laughs> I think I said that wrong. Right, should we move on to track two? Yeah, so track two now, and this is Glamopus. Oh, lovely purring puss. So that was Glamopus. Dan, you're a bit of a Glamopus, aren't you, on the on the quiet? Well, and in what way do you mean that? Well, you do like to get dressed up when the suit, when the occasion suits. Quite right, actually. We mentioned before I do like a bit of fancy dress, but also the excuse to, whenever it's New Year's Eve, especially if I'm hosting a bash here at Track by Track Towers, do like people to get dolled up either in a suit or a bow tie or a cocktail dress in your occasion one year. Uh, yes, that was the, I misread the invitation where it said black tie slash cocktail dress. I thought that was one outfit, not yeah. kind of options. So I wore a cocktail dress with a spinning bow tie, yeah. uh, which was a bit odd anyway. Um, oh, lovely. <laughs> so, Different. But I still got that cocktail dress. And 
You've still got the spinny bow tie, haven't you? Because you wore it that other fancy dress when you came as Frank Butcher from <laughs> EastEnders. <laughs> and you're just wearing it. Oh, that's enough about that. Anyway, this track is one of my favourites on the album. And you're probably not surprised to hear me say that. Well, I'm not surprised at all because it definitely feels like a very full poppy production. Also, I'm sure you know this already, Will. And I'm, but I'm sure it didn't sort of preconceive that suggestion. Uh, this was written or co-written, co-produced with Greg Kirsten. Yeah, and you can tell, can't you? Because it sounds like Toxic by Britney Spears. Do you know, I've never picked up on that before and it does sound a bit like Toxic. I'd love to see, Katie quite often does uh, mashups on tour live. I'd love to see her mashing this up. And maybe she has. Do let us know if anyone knows if she has or not. Um, but it's got a lovely bouncy beat and also I am a fan of whistling in pop music. What's your favourite whistling in pop music? Oh, Dan, don't throw me under the bus with a question like that when I obviously haven't prepared in advance. You just seem like a real expert on whistling in music, but no, it's, it's fine. Probably during oh. uh, Cotton Eye Joe by Rednecks. <laughs> or Blow My Whistle, Baby. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan, what do you think of the song? I really like this one as well. I think it's continuing that experimental thing that started with the first track. Um... There's, I particularly like the really dreamy middle eight. Kind of the harp comes in, the vocals go all distorted. It strips it back and then it comes back full throttle for the final choruses. Uh, and I find the lyrics really playful as well. There's the lyrics about uh, a hula hoop and doing the loop de loop. I just think with Katie, she's a serious musician, but she does like to have fun as well. And I tell you what, Will, I always felt, because this was a single, this was the third single and it was the final single from the album until three years later when another one was released, which we'll talk more about that later. Um, but I always felt it could have done with some remixes as well. Would have had, could have had some brilliant remixes, couldn't it? Yeah. But uh, sadly, they were not non, non-released anyway. Maybe there was some hidden away for a future deluxe edition. Well, Katie, if you're listening, you're listening to Track by Track. <laughs> and do let us know. Track three now, and Dan, this is what you said to me. We went on that sailing weekend uh, when I was trying to get you to lash down the main sail. Push that knot away. (laughs) Push that knot away. Push that knot away. one of the big tracks on the album for me well it is isn't it but when it starts it's so different to how it gets going when it's when it, when it started i had to check over and see if you were all right with with the amount of acoustics on this album uh, but then it just goes fully it all in and according to katie herself this was one of her first big moments experimenting with the kind of electronica with her more classic sound yeah um and it was used to promote the album as well and it's um, it's just it, there's so much energy in this song, isn't there? It's the amount of just the experimentation, but also the the different effects in there, the different sort of electronic textures. Um, it's just it's a joy to listen to. It's one of those songs that we talk a lot about uh, electronic music and how it has those layers that you pick different things out every time you listen. Which 
you know, arguably that that might not happen in some of Katie's more stripped back songs. But I love that about this. And then there's a bit of a breakdown in there as well, which for some reason I feel like that's Jim's input. I think he's done a lot with that with that breakdown. But I might be wrong. I'm speculating here, Will. And Dan, I've got a new sub-genre of pop music. Oh, I do like these. That this would fit into. Mm. Folktronica. Yes. Yes, definitely. You haven't made that up, have you? Just no, to, I haven't made it up. I'd hate I for was... anyone to think that you'd done that. I'd hate no, for you to no, get any no, credit. It's already, it already exists. already out yeah. there. Uh, but just to add into kind of electronica, folktronica, we've got synth pop, synth wave, mm. uh, electro pop, dance pop, uh, folk pop, pop pop. Do you know which one I always find funny? Math pop. Math pop. We've we when were we talking about math pop? It's either Django Django or Everything Everything or or LCD Sound System. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, Folktronica. This is wonderful, Folktronica as well. Again, because of the amount of because of how chaotic it gets later on, it again could have lent itself to some remixes. Maybe there's some white label mixes out there. You're just desperate, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely desperate. <laughs> Track four now. Difficulty. You change every day. You change every day. Difficulty there, Will, and I know a thing or two about difficulty, particularly when trying to record a professional podcast. Oh, well, when do you do that? <laughs> Very good. Every other Thursday. Difficulty, layers. I love the layers in that song because uh, you've got the synths, there's loads of percussion and instruments in there as well. And I think it's, you know, a bit, the tempo's a bit slower in there, but I think it's good because it let, it gives you a chance to really listen to everything that's going on in it. Definitely. And it's nice to have a breather because those first three tracks have all been quite in your face. Gutsy, so, yeah. Gutsy is a good word for it. Yeah, I like the layers. And I find, I feel like with this one, you know, Katie said about being inspired by uh, Hot Chip and LCD Sound System. And I think you can really hear vintage synth sounds in this one, probably, again, coming from them. Maybe they were just already in the, the studio in Berlin. Left over from Bowie. I do like the the things you think of sometimes. Your mind goes to some very uh, aspirational scenes. I was thinking the other day about how great it would be if we got to present the Brit Awards one year. Oh, uh, lovely. And it would definitely not be as bad as the year it was Mick, Fle- Mick Fleetwood and Samantha Fox. No, but I was thinking of wearing something similar to what Sam wore. <laughs> <laughs> So, on featuring on this song is Charlotte Hatherley. Now, Will, are you familiar with the name Charlotte Hatherley? I am. A pray tell? Ash. Ash, yeah. So, Charlotte was a member of Ash during the Free All Angels era when they had some of their biggest hits. But also, and slightly more track-by-trackable, uh, she was a member of NASCAR Lines in the early days. Uh, I think a touring member, but I'm sure... I, I think she had played a part in the studio as well with... Uh, album number one maybe album number two um and katie said that charlotte helped her find a voice and she has since been a part of katie's uh, band not at the minute but on and off it was in the drawer in the kitchen the all of the uh chargers and batteries and uh loose bits of string were in what was her voice oh right 
Jokes and, are quite easily lost on me, aren't yes, they? Yes, uh, yeah, let's move on. Uh, track number five now. Uh, Fade Like a Shadow. <laughs> So that was Fade Like a Shadow. This was the first single from the album, which, looking back, actually, I find that quite surprising because, in a way, it it feels quite a bit safe, doesn't it, compared to some of the more experimental things we've heard so far. It just feel a bit more like some of Katie's early standards, shall we say. Uh, yeah, it's very uh, radio-friendly as well, yeah. I do think, because it's not as electronic as you've said. It's more like uh, some of her older stuff. But it is one. It's another one of those Tunstall uh, tunes mm. that's very familiar, as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't dislike it at all. It's upbeat. It's breezy. It's catchy. It's uh, there's a really nice bit of um, extended instrumental, which is um, during the verse after the first chorus, which adds to that kind of experimentalization. But yeah, I, I just feel that like it would have been braver to just knock knock people out the park with uh, Glamopus or something like that. This was the lead single for this album in America, uh, but not in the UK. I think I just said it was the first single. Uh, just ignore me, Will. <laughs> well, it wasn't. I, I got it wrong. I don't often say that. No. Uh, or you don't often tell me to ignore you. No. It's normally me, me, me. <laughs> So, should we move on? Yes. Track number six, and this was a song inspired by Katie's favourite TV show of all time. Ah. Lost. Lost there. And do you know what? I'm surprised her favourite TV show is Lost because I would have had her down as a big fan of Desperate Housewives. I I love they are two they are probably my two equal favourite TV shows of all time. So actually do Katie, do let us know if you like both. We've we've got a lots in common. Uh, so what a great time to have a fantastic album artwork. It's far too slow for my liking. Uh, and this is a um, very interesting cover, actually. You've got Katie. She's wearing a striped sweater and a very overexposed black and white photo. And then in very uh, almost funfair style writing, it says Katie Tunstall. And then tiger suit, which from a distance looks like tiger slats. <laughs> Uh, which is probably just my bad eyesight more than anything. Yes, more than likely. I, I hadn't spotted that one myself. But I think it, it's a lovely sort of because um, almost you've got the more sort of folksy uh, font, font watches back, mm, uh, with a more kind of contemporary pop shot of her. So I think it's nicely uh, appropriate. You could call it a nice juxtaposition. Oh, God, there we were. <laughs> 
Um, as for the song, so this this is definitely the the slowest moment of the album. So this is the one I predicted that you might talk about the album artwork. This track was written with Martin Tureff. I hope I'm saying your name right, Martin. Uh, Martin's from Stockholm. He's worked with some of our favourites. He's worked with Aha, Mika, uh, Backstreet Boys, Muttia, uh, and a Eurovision entry will. Oh, Engelbert Humperdinck. Oh. On on the Eurovision song, I should say, "Love Will Set Us, Love Will Set You Free." Are you a fan of that one? Not at all. Oh, were you? I can't remember. I well, uh, as we've mentioned before in the podcast, I've only watched probably two or three Eurovisions and actually paid an interest to them. So, uh, yeah, no idea. Um, but for the song, I, I do, I do like how later on uh, you do get a bit more uh, very subtle uh, bits of electronica a bit bit of fuzz and there are some very lush strings which i would imagine is what martin's brought because you know the aha song foot of the mountain yes which very uh well lush arrangements on there i hate that word i don't know i'm using it so much um and very grand and and he produced that one with them but let's move on to track number seven now golden frames Followed by the light, followed by the light, swallowed by the terrible light. Golden rims there. Golden frames. Sorry, I'm thinking about spectacles. Yes, we are both glasses wearers. Where'd you get yours from? Uh, online retailer. Ah, don't want to give the game away. Well, no, I don't want everyone wearing my frames. <laughs> uh, so, I know what you're thinking, Dan. Mm. That's also quite a slower song. But yeah. yet, why did I choose the uh, the previous track over this one to be the one... I talk about the album artwork for. Mm. I've got two words for you. Oh. C6 Steve. Ah. Blues legend. Yep. Uh, is on 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 the job in this track. Oh no, that sounds like he's <laughs> it's all sorts. But he's he's involved. He's yes. Involved with Katie. On this track. On this track. And it does add a, a really nice element, doesn't it? It really reminds me of because he's got that very dramatic, gravelly vocal. It really took me back to Iggy Pop on New Order, uh, on the track from their Music Complete album. Very different sounds, but a similar uh, style. And probably only the second time ever we've mentioned Iggy Iggy Pop on the podcast. Yes. Not on the long list. No. No. Not joining the long list either. No. Uh, Do you get seasick, Will? Uh, I don't tend to, but I do sometimes get sick. Uh, if I'm on a train with a hangover. Oh, yes. Track number eight now. And Dan, this is what you said after you'd invited the boy in the ship shop round to try out your new homemade jacuzzi in your back garden. <laughs> Come on, get in. Well, I worked it out. Got to say goodbye. I can see it clear as day with a naked eye. Smells like thunder. Be 
So, Dan, I've got some breaking news. Mm-hmm. You know, I jokingly said that Desperate Housewives was one of Katie Tunstall's favourite TV shows that yeah. I lost. Well, actually, this track and Glamopus were used in adverts for the show's uh, episodes. Really? Yeah. Wow. You couldn't make it up, could you? No, you couldn't. Absolutely. Just oh, Can I just backtrack a second, Will? How does one make a homemade jacuzzi? Do you think I'm a dab hand with a hammer and a few pieces of wood? Or did you mean um, just making some bubbles in the bath? Anyway, back to this track. Yes. This is a good one, isn't it? It is. It, it does feel like more standard Katie again, but it's that, again, it's just, it's great. There's nothing wrong with that. It's upbeat and it kind of explodes in the middle as well. The instrumental and the, and the, it's just great. I, you know, I'm running out of words to say because it's just a great Katie Tunstall track. And this was a single, but as I kind of hinted at earlier, this was released three years after the album's release, and actually there had been another album in between. So we've got a bit of a Britney Spears situation here, Will. But why? I just don't understand. Also, apparent from what I read, I hope, hope the details were correct, it was released on Christmas Day as a single. But why <laughs> release a single on Christmas Day? Lord only knows. And what, that might be very true, actually. Oh, it was for the Lord. Let oh. us pray on this special day. With Katie Tunstall, come on, get in. Um, it was also, this one was with Martin Tureff. Tureff, Tureff, again. Okay, next one. And this is track number nine, Still a Weirdo. Still a weirdo after all these years. So, still a weirdo there. First off, love that title. Well, we're all a bit of a weirdo, aren't we? We are, and there's nothing wrong with that. And Katie's embracing it. And great use of uh, of brackets as well. Uh, This was the lead single uh, from in the UK for this album. Uh, For me, I'd have chosen one of the more up-tempo tracks, personally. It's It's still a great pop song. Uh, and uh, on this track, Nick Levine from Digital Spy said it was less jazz hands of Katie Tunstall, um, quietly optimistic ditty about accepting your faults and making the best of it. And and it's very much that. And I love lyrically. Lyrically. I love the line about optimistic, but never quite elegant. Still a weirdo after all these years. And, you know, as I said before, when you see Katie Tunstall live, she's fantastic and she's hilarious and she is a bit of a weirdo and that is what's that's why we love her. her that's why we love her this is obviously it's one of the slower moments of the albums that doesn't actually pick up later on uh, so again there was some apprehension about how you might feel about this one will no i think it's really nice you can also it's a quality production as well greg kirsten is a great producer yeah he is fantastic um there is though there's that sampled Little voice. It almost sounds like a little throaty cough. Almost tempted to think she might have picked something up in Berlin. Might, maybe needed a locket or a horse soother. What's your uh, lozenger of choice, Will? Uh, a uh, strepsil, or back in the day, mm. a tune. Oh, tune. Do they still do mm. those? I'm sure they do. Mm. 
But strepsils are medicated as our horse soothers. It's just uh, glycerin, flavoured glycerin. Yeah. It's not going to treat anything. It's just going to soothe it. But strepsils you can buy over the counter, can't you? Because yeah. I remember not knowing that they, you know, I, I remember having, I think I had a packet in a couple of hours once, just thinking they were sweets. If you do need something a bit stronger for a sore throat, mm. uh, over the counter, you ask for uh, tyrosettes. Ah. Tip. Oh, going back to your previous profession aren't you yes he was a doctor wasn't you yes i don't like to brag about it no no, no. track number 10 now and this is all about uh katie's favorite london tourist attraction oh madame to swords no uh madame trudeau sorry it's my bad eyesight seems you had a way out yes you had a way out Madam Trudeau there. Katie goes glam. Glam rock. Yes. For me. All over that track. Definitely. I I agree. Rockier. Some pounding beats there. A bit more of an edge than some of the other stuff. And this is the penultimate track on the album as well. So it's nice that it's, you know, we've had a couple of slower moments. It's nice that it's not drifting out. It's it's picking up. It's going to go out with a bang. This was co-written with the wonderful uh, legendary writer of pop songs, Linda Perry who's done so much stuff for the likes of uh, Adele, Gwen, Christina, Blunt. James. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and many, many more. Yeah. And of course, uh, in, before she was writing for others, she was a member of Four Non Blondes, who had that huge hit, What's Up? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. I said, hey, what's going on? 25 years of my life. Anyway, yeah. You get the idea yeah. with that. So yeah, it's nice to see a different songwriter coming in to uh, to work on the album. And also it's got something that I do really like. It's got a very sudden end to this track. Sometimes you just do want just a hard finish, don't you? You don't want it going on too long. drag on for ages. No, sometimes it's just a... Uh... Straight out. Yes, which is lovely. Uh, wipe off and home. <gasps> so we're in the home straight now. So track number 11 is uh, named after Katie's favourite high street toy shop. Oh. The Entertainer. Slower end there as the last track on the album. Yes. Has the album petered out? I don't think it's petered out. I think, but this this song obviously doesn't have the electronics that we had earlier on. It's very much, it's, it's still got dramatic elements to it, but not the, the electrics. And I just personally would have liked it to have been bookended with that, I think. Um, it, I'd hate for it to seem like, 
you know, I'm trialing something new, but then I'm going to put that aside to do what I'm most known for, which I'm, you know, I'm not saying it is that, but I did like the experimentation a lot. I think this album is a great showcase for Katie wanting to push things forward and do something new. Um, and, but at the same time, staying true to her roots. Yeah. And I should say, I think this is a beautiful song. I think it's beautifully performed. Um, this one was written with Jimmy Hogarth. Jimmy is a fellow Scot, uh, and he has worked with the likes of Sia. Jimmy. Jimmy Lad. I know, that was, uh, what was that? I um, don't know. I'm not sure where that Yorkshire. came from. Yes, I think you're right. That's North as well, isn't it? Uh, Sia, Amy Winehouse, Tina Turner, etc. So he's worked with a few legends, including Kate Tunstall. Simply the best. Hmm. So that's the last track on the album proper, but we've got some further listening, and I think it's we're, it's open season on Katie Tunstall. It is, because there weren't many B-sides, or as, as I've whinged about before, there weren't any remixes at all. So not a lot of content from this era of Katie, but it's our first Katie album, and maybe it's because it has, you know, Katie isn't the most obvious choice to track by track. Maybe it's a lot of people's first Katie album, so let's give them something else from Katie's illustrious discography to enjoy. And Will, I would love to invite you to go first. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to go right back. Um, I'm not doing Suddenly I See, but I want to play a bit of Black Horse uh, and that delicious cherry on top of the Black Forest Gatto from the cherry tree. But I said no, 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 no. I said no, no, you're not the one for me. One for me. Ooh. And my heart hit a problem in the early hours, so I stopped it dead for a beat or two. So I think everybody knows that track. I love the woohoos and you, the whirhoes. You were woohooing throughout. Like I was in a recording studio. Yes. And you are. Uh, well, out of sorts. Yeah. 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 A bit of a tin pot one, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Homemade, like my hot tub. Ah, oh, lovely. Just don't put any electrical equipment in there. And I'm not talking about your <laughs> top drawer. <gasps> oh, disgusting. Um, but no, I still really... It gets your foot tapping, that track, doesn't it? It's still brilliantly catchy. Yeah, it was a great lead single, a great introduction to KT. Uh, as I said before, when I first saw her perform this, she did it with just her on her own, using a loop pedal, clapping, doing the woohoos herself. Uh, and then I've since seen her doing it that way as well. And she then brings out a one of those duck calling things out. Kind of thing. <laughs> In fact, maybe I can just use a uh, sound effect for that. Oh, oh. no, don't. Not, 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 on, this, not on this podcast. <laughs> um, and then she also merges it into Seven Nation Army by White Stripes. Oh, I'd love to hear that. Well, if you're lucky, you might get a ticket to see her at her next gig. <laughs> Dan, what have you gone for? Well, I'm going to bring it right up to date. So Katie is in the midst of what I believe is going to be a trilogy of albums. So she's released Kin and Wax so far. Um, and I said before, uh, I fancied a remix. So I'm actually going to make it really track by trackable and play a remix of a song called Maybe It's a Good Thing. Here we go. This is a bit funk remix. And it stops me Maybe it's a good thing. 
bit funk remix there. Will, was that a bit funky for you? It was great. Katie's gone pop. Mm. Pop dance. It reminds me a little bit of the sort of remixes, the likes of like One Bit. Yes. Our friends from a few weeks ago uh, are doing at the moment. Brilliant. And we were clapping, we had our hands in the air, bopping away to that one, which I didn't think we'd be doing during this episode, actually. Well, so thank you, Dan. You're very welcome. And also, I've got to say, the, the album version of this and a lot of this album, um, well, both albums, Kin and Wax, loads of great material on there, loads of upbeat stuff on there as well. So do, if you haven't yet, do check them out. Um, we're out of time oh. for Katie Tunstall and her tiger suits. Uh, but what a refreshing change this has been it has and do let us know if you agree with us on that at track by track uk and do give us a rating and a review on apple Podcasts if you're enjoying not just this episode but all the stuff we're doing at the moment and don't forget we are back on saturday not with a new music drop again but with part two of our glastonbury 50 celebration oh thank goodness we can have a lion yes on saturday morning not together no absolutely not <laughs> Maybe we'll meet for brunch with our partners. We'll see. Oh, I might you've got plans. plans. Well, oh, I might get a plan. A bit awkward. I make a plan. Uh, so, Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as what's coming up next week on Track by Track Proper? I can. So next week we are talking about a Canadian electronic trio. It's their first outing on Track by Track. Uh, this is one that you've brought to the long list, but I have to say, really enjoying it. Uh, to say anything more would be to give it away. Mm. So until next time. I've been Greg Kirsten. And I've been Madame Trudeau. Goodbye. Goodbye. Talking about character from Trudeau. One of those, you know, rubbish old trains having to run to the toilet. Not one with the lovely curved door. Oh no, because also I don't trust them either. The two the door is too far away from the lavatory if you're sat down. And, and you've had an experience where it sprung open at a vital moment? Well, I've a, a friend saw it happen as an old deer was sat on there, bless. Oh, awful. No. It was like a shit game show where she was the prize revealed. Oh, Nana. Yeah. Oh. Um